That PT did a number on you. Well, everyone, welcome back to the 307 Podcast. We appreciate you joining us. If you're new to the 307 Podcast... Gosh, you're starting this thing out with the energy of Joe Biden, man. <laughs> We're content creators and a training company. You can find us on... Mr. Rogers. You can find us on the podcast. You can find us on Instagram, and you can find us on the YouTube, and you can find us in the backcountry, which leads me to our, our housekeeping today. We got an Alpine mission coming up. Alpine mountaineering mission and i'm looking forward to it son are y'all fired up about this you sound like you are <laughs> this, I am. This, this is an advanced mission Man. it's one it's, it goes one of my favorite places on earth i love it up there yeah so we're <laughs> gonna get chilly to on an airplane Ugh. that's gonna be kind of ugly and where do you see the suit he's gonna be wearing Oh, gosh. I got a travel suit. I'll make a video for y'all. Mm, I don't really want anybody to see this. There's going to be a lot of folks see it in the airport. Well, that's fine. It doesn't need to It doesn't need to be broadcasted. You know, I haven't flown. I get in a mood when I wear this, okay? I haven't flown since they... Uh, <laughs> they don't know how we travel. <laughs> I haven't flown since they stopped the whole mask thing. Can you still get on a plane without a mask? I believe so. Yeah. yeah, we wouldn't be flying if you couldn't. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it's been Should a, be driving anyway. It's, it's been, about ridiculous. It's going to be strange to walk in the air, airport without getting harassed by the... Oh, you'll still get harassed. TSA. Gosh, those people got a freaking terrible, miserable job, man. Whew. Why don't you tell them about the Guardian Directive? After the Alpine trip, I'm going on a high country mule deer hunt. And I'm really looking forward to that, too. Are you guys looking forward to that? Oh, I forgot you guys aren't coming. Yeah, I forgot you guys aren't coming. I'm looking on the forward to not mule deer doing hunt. that. I would have went, <clears throat> but you know, we're flying. It's just too much. I got to get back. How would you not look forward to a high country mule deer hunt? Well, how were me and Blake gonna? We couldn't shoot anything. Well, yeah, because you guys didn't apply for your tags. Yeah, freaking turds, man. Um. Oh, yeah, the Guardian Directive. Yeah, I'll tell you guys about that. Who? Oh, you don't even know about this. So. Gosh, I got something in my throat. I got to get me some water. We've decided to. Uh, are you serious, man? What the crap? We've decided to, to um, come out with a new course of instruction. Oh, yeah. To a, To... Give you guys the opportunity to finish your year out with a very unique training experience that we've never offered before. We're calling it the Guardian Directive. It's a two full day extensive course, um, and it's going to encompass everything from shooting to uh, some tactics, defensive close quarters, combat tactics, uh, night shoots on nods with IR lasers and thermals, team PTs. It's all inclusive. It's all in-house. You guys are going to have a team house to stay in. 
Now, this is only offered, of course, to our alumni. So if you have graduated from the basic course, the Proving Grounds, or something like that, one of our courses, get ready because you're about to receive an email invitation to this Guardian Directive course of instruction limited to 10 people. That'll be in November. It's going to be freaking epic. Well, man, I knew about that. Where, where'd you get the name? I, you know, I was researching words that wanted... that I, I, I <laughs> want Random word generator? No, I wanted this to be more of a... Not a, like a tactical yeah. course, right? I wanted this to be more of a, um, yeah, more of like a protect, defend, like keep. All-encompassing. Yeah. And, uh, and so those are the words that I came up with. I like the name. Yeah. I'm super excited about it. And uh, we'll have Edgar there. So if you guys don't know Edgar then you probably hadn't been listening to the podcast long. Edgar did 25 years in the Army, um, a little over half of that as a Green Beret. He's a sniper, probably one of the best shooters that I know. So uh, it's going to be a great course. And, yeah, I'll send that. probably send that email out today. Did you get that ginned up for me, Blake? Yeah. It's about freaking time. I said I would. I do what I say. <laughs> so that's the housekeeping. For a three seven project, why are you so low on energy, man? I mean, I'm you just, expect anybody to listen to this? Just feeling relaxed today, man. Like I'm hoping you, hoping you guys could bring some energy. Krista hadn't even said anything yet. Something you listen right. to when you go to sleep. <laughs> um, nope, I ain't bringing it. Hey, Blake ain't bringing it. Krista ain't bringing it. What about uh that that team PT today was legit, man. Y'all, y'all. That's Chris, why he's low on energy. Krista said, it is. Krista said, this is this. Oh, we already did this PT two weeks ago. That PT today was way harder than the PT we did two weeks ago. A little bit. A little bit. Holy smokes, man. If y'all want to get a good PT, let me highly recommend this little circuit for you. A four-mile timed run. All right. When I say four-mile timed run, the timed run portion part means that you are supposed to run this four miles as fast as you can run it. Okay, are you okay over there, guy? Yeah, I'm fine. Are you? You're being. You're really distracting me from this conversation here, with all the crap you got going I'm on. Sorry, if you up, can't focus enough. Getting candy, taking your rib, carry on a conversation, look, man. Look, guy, <laughs> that crap ain't gonna work around me. Get settled in. We're doing a freaking podcast here. Just in my hat here. Well. <laughs> Look, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, it ain't going to work, all right? Well, I guess we'll have to talk. Uh, He's freaking, dropping a few levels on the adaptability scale, I'm by gonna the way. I'm going to counsel you at the end Big of this time. thing. You can go back. You can go negative. You know that, right? Okay. Yeah. A four-mile time run means you run the four miles in the least amount of time that you can run it in, okay? That's what that means, all right? Well, did you do that? Yes, I did. Well, okay. pretty weak. So, four-mile time run. You, you should be under 30 minutes. Okay, you should be under 30 minutes. Even if you just got done eating a half pound of burn-ins at Blossom Hill, you should be under 30 minutes. Now, 
You get done with that, you do 100 push-ups. You get done with that, you do 200 sit-ups. You get done with that, and you walk and lunge one full lap around the track. And those are just, those aren't time, so they're just at your own leisure, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, and then after you're done with those walking lunges, you do another four-mile timed run. That's a dang good workout. What was the hardest part for y'all? You, you got looking pretty dang poopy pants on your last four-mile time run, Blake. I told you. I said, pick it up, and you said, no. <laughs> I'd settled into my pace. You know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and ain't nobody going to push me. I'd settled into my pace, and when I realized I'm pretty close to the two-hour, I picked it up a little bit and finished it in our time cap. What was the That's hardest not- part for you? Probably running after the lunges. <sighs> Took some time for your legs to come back, didn't it? Yeah. What about you, Coach Krista? Uh, I think the least pleasant part was just the running for me. I just don't enjoy running. Especially on a track for eight know, miles. It's boring. Krista, you That's looked absolutely thing. miserable. <laughs> you looked absolutely, you looked like you, I think you hated me there for a little yeah. bit out there. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Because I, I, I said, what, I when, focused. when we were doing sit-ups, yes, right no, there. Krista hated me. When no. we were doing sit-ups, I said, boy, I tell you what, these sit-ups, they just seem to go on and on and on. And Krista looked back at me and said, yeah, just like your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yep. she was so she was mad. mad. I wasn't mad. <laughs> no, that's the story you're telling is like how, how mad I was at this workout and all that. Mm-hmm. And, I didn't care. He's trying I, to oh, no, my, go ahead. My commentary mad. on the workout was it was so uncreative because we essentially did the same thing two weeks ago with a couple of tweaks. Yeah, little, little lunges instead of the air squats and then a little more running on the back end. But it was essentially the same thing. Look, Chad's so. been doing these four-mile time runs like twice a week, and so now he's like, oh, I'm going to go out here and this is what we're going to do for Team PT. <laughs> hey, uh, first one to send a message gets it. 8 o'clock in the morning. He had just barely rolled out of bed. He typed it the night before. He rolled over and hit sin as soon as he opened his eyes. Yeah, oh, it was, my God. It was, it was a good workout. It was a good workout. It was. It was challenging. So. Yeah, it was a good workout. Left me wanting a little more, but, I mean. Well, you should have went faster. No, I'm all you about sustenance. with one minute to spare. Hey, the time cap's the time cap. What was it, an hour and a half? Two hours? No, well, it wasn't two hours because we started late. An hour and a half. It was more like an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just finished when we're supposed to finish. I'm yeah. on time. I'm that, not- was, that was the only part that was frustrating for me personally because I hate leaving something on the table. And so I didn't finish all of the four miles at the end. And so I was I was frustrated that I couldn't finish that last bit. Can I give you so, a little advice, Cr- Coach Krista? Run faster. You must grow stronger. <laughs> Well, I heard you and Chili over there saying, hey, you think he's going to make it? Nah, he ain't gonna, I don't think so. I didn't. No, I didn't say that. I asked him and he said no. Well, that's why I didn't say you said it. Just between <laughs> the two of you, I've heard it. Now, look, somebody's going to get me something to spit in. You're distracting the I've crap. I've got this fake dip look, right here. This is that? made out of tea leaves. Give me that cup over there, Blake. Get up and get that. No, I'm not doing it. Um, Dad has already quit his nicotine, and you still ain't quit that Zen. What the crap, man? That's why Are I got you... this, man. Look, he just quit. He's off. 
You've been dipping that Zen for eight Somebody months to a year me now. Something to spit in. No, Do you a, got legs? It's a year. Has it been a year? This is the anniversary. Started it when last. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's now just addicted to Zen, not Copenhagen. I mean, you might as well just dip Copenhagen. This is why. This is why I didn't get up because I knew y'all sad sacks couldn't carry a conversation for the thirty seconds. Blake was talking get, the whole time. Get up and do a daggone thing. Uh, okay, Chili. Now, what did you like? Did you like that PT this morning? Do you think it was good training? Nah. Don't think it was quite right. It's all right. How how would you have done it? What would you have done different to have, to have got a good workout in? Um, well, it depends on what, what you want to work on. I mean, I can, I can get wild with, with what I would do. I mean, go to a freaking mountain and just do repeats for three hours. But on the track, what would you have done different to get, got a good I workout? Don't, you in? and me work out on the track completely different. The track ain't for doing dang pushups. You do those on your own time. The track's for running fast. So I do intervals or something. That's why I do my four-mile time run on the track. I do my four-mile time run on the road. Okay. All right. Well, I thought it was a good PT. The hardest part for me was definitely the lunges. They just – it was just so slow. Just so slow getting around that track lunging. I pulled like on you on them lunges. Yeah, you did. And on the second four miles. I pulled on you the whole time, but, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I ain't going to beat you on the track. That's for sure. Well, all right, guys. No, that's a good – I mean, for real, that is a good workout. I mean, as far as being multifaceted, you know. A lot of people don't don't ever add in anything else. You know, if they run, they just run. But you don't have to always do it in the same session, you know, like run, then push-ups, then run. Like run in the morning, then run in the evening, and then do push-ups in the middle of the day or, or you know, separate them. I mean – I kind of like to just generally work out all day long. Never stop. For real. And some people like to get it all done in one session. I just like to work out all day long. I don't like to try to... I, I, I find I get fitter if I split my workouts up throughout the day. Well, I, I, I split them up, but it's just... it Basically, it's just one into the next. Y'all got too much dang time. I work, That's exactly what I was I thinking. Work out, I got things to do. I work out like eight times a day. <laughs> Chili works out, ships a shirt. Works out, ships a hat. No, really. Shipping, that's great for uh, doing push-ups. Do a bunch of push-ups, pack another one. Do another. Do a bunch of push-ups, pack another one. I ain't got time. I freaking make time. So. Chili sold t almost 200 hats in the last <laughs> week and a half. I know it. I sold them. Yeah. Yeah. No. And not to not I even didn't. mention the stickers and shirts and stuff. I didn't sell them, but no, yeah, we sold out of all the dang hats. That's crazy, man. That's awesome. We may do another run of them. Chad underestimates it. Yeah, I would have done some more, but you know, I, uh, I was a little just, scared to. You just get with me on that stuff, Chili. Don't worry about talking to Chad. I was about a little that. scared to. Two hundred is a lot. Yeah. That's dang. a lot of hats to sell. Blew through them. All right. Well, hopefully they'll start showing up at races. Yeah. Start representing. Well, I want to talk to y'all about something today. 
because I've been seeing a lot of folks running into this daggone problem. Um, you, you guys know hard shift. One of my, I think one of my core elements of my particular mindset is not looking too far ahead. I've been trying to tell you all this for years. People get completely overwhelmed because they look too far ahead. Um, now, why do people do that? Well, I think because of this cushy world that we live in, we, we have the capacity to do that. We have the capacity to look too far because all of our daily needs are met, right? Um, all of our daily needs are met, whereas throughout most of human history, that wasn't the case. You had to really think about how you were going to get your basic necessities to stay alive on a day-to-day -day basis. Well, now... The life that we live here in a first world country, at least most of the people listening to this podcast, I'm not saying everyone, some of you guys may be struggling to meet your daily needs, and that might actually be a blessing <laughs> uh, because we actually, nowadays, most of us just have to create things to make our lives difficult, and you can do that in a healthy way. Or you can do that and it actually destroy you, right? So, I see so many people that spend the majority of their lives looking ahead and thinking, when I, when I can get to this point, I'm going to be set, right? Whatever it is, when I can make this much money, I'm going to be set. Uh, when I can get to this point in my faith, I'm going to be so much better, right? The reality is that never happens. That, that's not the way life works, okay? I've been in this situation before. I can remember... I mean, multiple times I've been in this situation before. I can remember thinking, well, well, when I was a young man and I joined the Navy, I can remember thinking, well, if I can ever just get my trident and graduate training, I'm, I'm good from that point forward, right? I can remember when I graduated BUDS, they had a $40,000 bonus. And I had never had more than about $800 to my name at one time, you know, up until that point in my early 20s. And I, and I, and I thought, if I, could, if I could get that $40,000 all at once, I'd be good, man. I'd be set. And what you realize is when you reach these milestones that you, that you just think are going to be life-changing, life is still just life it's just still just life it's got the same difficulties the same it maybe not the exact same struggles but something else will take the place of the struggles that you 
might have been experiencing. Say financially. You know, if you reach a financial goal, you say, well, this is going to make my life so much easier. No, it doesn't make your life easier. Your problems are just different. Really, they are. So, what do y'all think about this? I mean, I, I've I experienced that too, and I think a lot of times you subconsciously are striving for things like that. Maybe you don't even realize it. Um, but like when I was working in construction, and that my goal was to pay off all our debt, like to pay off the house, to pay off the cars, and that was really what <clears throat> what I was invested in doing. And I didn't even realize how much, but once, you know, I made the transition to come here, we sold our house, made some money. We don't own a house, but we also don't owe on a house. It paid all of our cars off, and I don't have any debt. And you got money in the bank, and I was like, huh, well, now now what do I do? I've got extra money. I don't have debt. This is really what I was striving for, and now I've achieved it. And now what? And then you just to your point, you kind of create your own your own problems because I think that's just human nature. You're going to find the next thing to strive for or struggle against, and so um, taking it truly, taking it day by day, even if whether you got dead, I mean that's a good goal, but you can't become so wrapped around it that when you achieve it and you think it's going to be life changing, it's not. It's it's really not because. Day to day, if you got a place to live, if you got a car to drive, if you got food to eat and water to drink, it's all you need for the day. Tomorrow, do what you got to do to make those things happen again. But it's not a bad goal to, to work toward that, but you can't become so wrapped around the axle about it because then you'll build it up to be more than it is, and it'll be such a letdown when you actually achieve it. Yeah, Krista said something at breakfast. She said, well, this isn't to say that you shouldn't have goals. So I just want to hear from you, Krista, about how this type of mindset kind of works in relation to also having, so having goals, but also being able to, you know, live more in the moment or where your feet are. Right. I think it is helpful to have goals in life. Of course, um, it gives us direction. It gives us purpose. It gives us something to work toward, but, Ultimately, you can't find meaning there, and mm -hmm. you can't see that as your final resting place or what's going to give you total fulfillment. Uh, I think about, I've seen clips of interviews from people, actually several, uh, who have achieved a lot of things. I can't remember which uh, which athlete it was, but somebody who had won um, the Super Bowl and people who've gotten all kinds of awards. I've seen lots of clips of people who have achieved these really great things, and it's like, and it's in their sphere, it's in their wheelhouse, and it's like the ultimate achievement. And many times I've seen those people interviewed, and they reveal that they feel emptier at that moment than any other moment before. Like the moment they reach the pinnacle, that's when they feel the, the emptiest, and, or the most empty. And so I think that's probably a very common uh, feeling that people have, I think part of that is because uh, that's not all of who you are. That's not just all of your identity. We're multifaceted creatures. As humans, we uh, we do our jobs. We have you know these certain aspects to our lives, but there's 
a very deep longing uh, and a, and I think a very, um, I would say, spiritual um, and relational part to us that can't be filled with these accomplishments, can't be filled with money, can't be filled with awards. And, and so I think that that's just going to be an ongoing, constant um, part of your journey uh, just as a human being. So I think it's important to have goals and, and choose something to work toward and put your energy toward that, but realize that's not going to fulfill you ultimately. Yep. I think there's a selfish component of it too. Like, you know, these things, people, we're talking about people achieving things like a Super Bowl or something as little or big as you want to make it is, but, you know, paying off debt. I, I mean, those are really selfish things and, and things that don't involve and aren't for other people. To your point, there's no fulfillment in it. I mean, and you can take that thing like paying off debt and say, oh, great, I'm doing this so that I have more resources mm-hmm. to serve other people. Yeah. And you can take that and what's the purpose in it? So yeah. the goal itself isn't the bad thing. It's what what's the motivation behind it? What are you going to do with it once yep. you accomplish that thing? Um, how is that going to serve others? How is that going to propel you into something even greater in the future? Yeah, and I, and I wanted it totally for a selfish reason because mm-hmm. I felt like, Oh, good. I'll be more secure or or less uh, dependent on these things, and it won't create the stress that I had. But really, that's just abusing the liberty or the freedom that that I had received. And so, I think if it's not involving or really for to benefit somebody else, that at least for me, that's where I would find fulfillment. Like, oh man, I'm so glad I got this. This really is a big deal because now I have all this money that uh, resource time, whatever that I can help these other people with, that would be worthwhile. But to achieve it and then say, got that done, doesn't really feel like I did much because it was for myself and it's just selfish. Do you have any thoughts, Tilly? Mm-mm. Well, how many how many times, I, I, I'm looking back on my life and thinking, how many times was my focus directed improperly right so how many times did i set a goal and where my focus was honed in on reaching that goal and the process that led me the journey that led me to ultimately achieving that goal was almost mindless i just i just knew i knew what i had to do and i just went through it mindlessly and I found no, I, I, there's been so many times in my life that I have not found enjoyment in the steps, in the process, in the journey that led me to the goal because all I could think about was achieving the goal and how that achievement was going to bring me fulfillment, right? And so I can think about this in terms of my journey through SEAL training. I, I wish so bad I could go back and do that again. Because there's so much that I don't remember. There's so much that I missed. There's so many times I could have laughed. There's so many times that I I could have really soaked in that experience that I was going through, that process. And I didn't do it because I was moving through it mindlessly, just doing what I knew I had to do every single day. And my focus was on the end. That was it, right? 
And so essentially, I cheated myself out of so many memories, so many things that I should have banked, I should have paid more attention to, I should have found more enjoyment in, and I didn't do that. And for instance, this right now in my life, I want to do a 300-mile mountain bike ride in December. And that's a goal. That's kind of a goal that I've set for myself. And so I'm having this conversation for myself because I'm like, I need to find enjoyment in the process that's leading me up to that over the next few months. Like uh, tomorrow, we're taking the bikes to Stewart. Like I need to find enjoyment in that, right? Like taking the bikes down to Stewart and talking to him about which bike we're going to use and how we're going to outfit it and spending time with him, right? And then also all the rides and the runs and the things that I'm going to do leading up to that, working through my gear. I, I need to be able to find enjoyment in that, those daily tasks that are leading me to the ultimate goal. I miss that so much. I miss it with running. So many times, how many times, I don't know if you operate this way, Chili. You probably don't. Or if you did, you wouldn't tell us. But you set a goal for, for a race, right? And then you know what you have to do leading to that race, right? You know you know what you have to do. For me personally, a lot of times I'll go through that entire workup, all those those training runs. Yeah, they're specific, but I just go through them mindlessly. I don't, I'm not finding enjoyment in those because I'm so focused on that race day, right, and executing on that day. I miss out on a lot in life, man. A lot of cool, a lot of cool stuff. I've been guilty of that. Well, I, um, I think like for buds and stuff like that, you almost, I mean, I don't know, but I would think you almost have to be that way to get, like you're not going through that to enjoy it. You know, like maybe there could have been some things you enjoyed, but would they have just served you as distractions during that time and hindered you from achieving what you oh, want? Oh, no, and, no. You, you, know? you would have had to have, you would have had to, if I would have been more mature, I would have been able to find joy in the misery. Yeah. Because there's there's humor in misery, right? So there's so many things that, that yeah. you know, you could have, you could have really banked in your memory. You could have laughed at, you could have been connected mm -hmm. to. Because there's so much humor in in the midst of that, yeah. But um, a lot of it just went right over my head because I was focused on graduation day, right? From my experience, I almost feel like the process uh, it, that's um, engaged in getting to that goal or striving for that is almost more meaningful than the achievement itself. I, I, I think, agree. and that's I think kind of what you're saying along those lines. It but, should be, but I think just that the the battle, the fighting, the growth, the the struggle, uh, the 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 purpose in it, and I think some of it is the 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 goal is like right in front of you. You you're very you're hyper aware of why you're doing this. You're making a choice day to day, like I'm choosing to suffer. I'm choosing to struggle. I'm choosing to strive. I'm choosing to sacrifice. And I know exactly why. And so there's just so much richness there in, in purpose and meaning and just feeling alive in it. And, and, in, and if you're doing it with other people, even more so, you know, and so I think there, it, that's almost more powerful to me, the process of it than the actual achievement sometimes. It should be. Yeah, and I think that we should all keep that in mind. And when, when we set a goal for ourselves, we should keep that in mind from the very beginning. Like, okay, 
we we now we've set this goal. Now let's let's figure out how we can in we should enjoy the process and let's just be cognizant of that. Um, and you can do this with what you going to say something. No, go ahead. You can do this with kids too. You can get you know like you can have uh, infant and it's like gosh when they get out of these darn diapers then I'll I'll be I'll, I can't wait to like have uh they get their personality and go do these things and it, but it's like man they're only infants and you only get to hold them and feed them for a certain amount of time and whether you enjoy that or not or you think it's harder or easier it's neither one or the other it's just different and so i mean my kids are only five and three so i can't speak for through the teenage years but as i see them change throughout their life the challenges are different but it's that's really that it with chili yeah they're just different they're not any harder or easier in my opinion i think it's just a a different challenge and you really do have to just enjoy it and you can't wish away your time and say oh man i can't wait till they can go run with me or go yeah uh, you know hunt with me or do any of this stuff just enjoy them in the time they're in yep that's exactly that's exactly how i felt with chili <laughs> back I, when he was like yeah seven I, or eight I, no i was like you know uh there there was such a long time there when i was like Man, when I can just get Chili back healthy, where he can run with me again, and you know he can start doing what he loves to do again, when I get him back to that point, it's going to be smooth sailing. And it's a whole other set of problems now. Now he's beating you, and you can't figure out how to catch no, him. No, it's just like <laughs> now that he's back healthy, I've I've got him back to health. It's like there's a whole other set of things that that he has to overcome. So now I'm going to have to handicap him so I can keep up with him. What's the issues now? Oh well, no, don't worry about it. You just, I, I mentor- I think the issues are with you. You're just Chili, you're struggling. You, you have to be mentored subconsciously, right? So like, uh, you're you, struggling. You can't be directly mentored because you're too hard headed. Luckily, I'm smarter than you, so I can mentor you subconsciously. You don't even know it's happening, but you're being molded into this this machine that's just unstoppable force, right? But it's it's all in the peripheral, so you don't even know it's happening. You remember when you forgot your ID that time? Yeah. <laughs> Going to Tyler Perry Studios? It was so mad. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> Thing is, I didn't forget it either. I intentionally left it, and he said, don't ever do that again. Well, he told me. He said, Chili knew he was going to have to present his ID, so he left it on purpose. <laughs> you know he did, too. Yeah, got in anyway, too. <laughs> Oh man! You remember when I lost him on the last Alpine trip? Yep. You remember how mad I yep. got? <laughs> that was insane. You overreacted there. I got so freaking mad. Oh! If you had been smarter, you could have took a second and went, "Hold on, before I freak out, let me see if he's just right here." I oh, just love just you, right man. There. You just—I got worried to death. I just love you, man. Jeez. Um, I think the other. Go ahead, Krista. Well, I was going to say, go, you can go ahead. If no. you're, I was going to change, uh, go on a different trail. But I was thinking about something you said at the very beginning when you're setting this up, where you said people, some of the people listening might be struggling day to day. They might might be um, just worried about meeting their basic needs. So they may be not looking to the future because they're just concerned about today. And I think there's something there and to that that it, that's not necessarily to those people it might sound insulting like are you kidding me like yeah, blessing yeah. in that are you kidding 
But I do think there's something there. Um, and I was just thinking that might be an interesting thing to unpack. Like, wh- mm-hmm. why do you think that that is almost a blessing or mm. a good place to be sometimes? Yeah. Well, I, I think that that is a... It's more simple. It's But it's a, it's a more real struggle, which to me is closer to the way mankind is supposed to live um you know it's it's a, it's strange when you when you think about you you I've heard this a lot and I don't, I don't know the statistics on this but I've heard that a lot of these uh the homeless population that they choose that life like and you think why what the what is wrong with you? Why, why would you want to live like that? They have found, I, I, not all of them, obviously, but I believe there's a, a, a percentage of them that have found peace and contentment in, in having nothing and focusing on meeting their needs day to day. It's the simplicity, right? I mean, we live in a complex. We have complex, multivariable problems. We create that. We that, create that. That you know, when you, when your only problem is you need more food, well, that's a single variable problem. You, there's one way to do it, essentially. I mean, uh, there are multiple ways to go about getting it, but ultimately, we have so many problems that are. There's a million different ways to to do it. To, to you know, we don't like, really have problems though. Well, we, we have problems that we have created well sure i mean that's the complex complexity of the lives we live with so many variables running around and so many options and so many choices and so much freedom yeah i'll tell you i spent a lot of time with with very very poor people in africa and these were some of the most joyful smiling happy relational uh, people and you know what they had every day? They had a little Ziploc bag of water, and they had a little bit of rice with some mystery meat in it. And that was all. That, if they had that, a little Ziploc bag of water and a little bit of chow, these jokers, I mean, they, they just went day to day, man. You never heard them talk about what was going to happen a month down the road. You never heard them mention what was going to happen next year. Well, a lot of times, you never heard them mention what they're ne- what what's what's the what's my five year plan. It was, it was incomprehensible for them to even have a conversation like that. A lot of times, our goals make us unhappy. I mean, they, they really do. They distract from, like you said, the day to day, and our goals make you know a lot of people and they struggle with goals and everything. They they don't they won't aim small enough that you know it's they pick some goal say say they weigh 300 pounds and want to get to 200 you know and so they've got a 100 pound weight loss goal what about losing a pound i mean maybe lose a pound first but people are i think a lot of people think they're too good for that you know that, that that's that's too small it's too insignificant if you lose a pound 100 times then you've done it you know, but they won't do that because they want to lose a hundred. Yeah. Well, if yeah. you lose one pound a hundred times, you've done it, and and you're way more likely to achieve it that way, and or at least be better than you were. That's a lot of things, man. People people won't. 
try to get you know they'll have some goal lofty goal out there that's too big it overwhelms them well maybe you maybe you can't get to a certain level truly like your potential is not there but you could get better than you were and that's the point and people it almost it's almost like you approach it like you're too good to just get a little bit better just get a little bit better if you do that a lot you can get a lot better mm-hmm. i think there's pride and i think there's also impatience yeah wrapped up into that too but that's how everything anything you've ever seen anybody achieve it, it was a series of small goals that were achieved they mm-hmm. never went and achieved a big goal all at once or, or took a big leap never well you can't it was a you, series yeah. of small ones that you stacked up like that's how everybody did it there's not a single person that didn't do it like that and by the way there are people who had a lot easier role uh, uh, road than you like that's reality there's some people that they're way more freaking talented you you had a goal to be a professional athlete <laughs> there's some people that they had the same goal and they had to work a lot less hard than you would have to and you may not can do it you may pick a goal that you truly cannot do and that's the message that everybody wants to say on social media is this hoorah you're great you're awesome no we're not we all pretty well suck we're all, I mean that that's the message I like to give is we're all sinners we're all separated from God and and in just the day to day life we all we all start we're not good <laughs> you're not good like that's the point you're trying to get better and some people have an easier road and some people you can't be as good as them that's what everybody wants to tell you you can you, whatever you put your mind to you can achieve it nope i can want to be in the nba i ain't going to be there but I can be better than I am at whatever it is. I can I can pick something and be better than I am now at that in infinite times. But people refuse to do it because they think if I can't get to this level, then I don't want to do it at all. I don't want to get any better. And I think with the question you had earlier about you know why people struggle with the goals aspect of it is, is they won't aim small enough. I like that, man. Well, there there is an example of people or you know, where people make that big instant growth and it's in business. You go look at any business cuz it can happen. Like no, but, you can but, have it and overnight your business could go from but that's 100,000 bull to a million. No, you can't. They put years of work in before that. But there the, is no the such thing as happens. an overnight success. The man. growth happens instantly. It may have put a lot of work to for that to happen overnight. But I, what I'm getting at is when you go from little to big, look how the business functions for the next five years when they went from a hundred thousand to a million dollars of business. Their business sucks for that next five well, years because they grew too fast. It can happen, and I can show you businesses that it's happened. But I, I can tell you, there's no such thing as an overnight success with anything. There was a lot of stuff that was put in beforehand. But there's overnight growth. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the overnight success, Chad has said that about me before. Other than lottery. When, yeah. Whenever uh, we met at, you know, at a race, and he was like, this dude came out of nowhere. Dude, he didn't see the freaking thousands, tens of thousands of miles that I put in, years and hours of work. It wasn't freaking overnight. Yeah. Like, you just didn't... So, a lot of people just didn't know who I was, but that didn't mean... 
Yeah. I just came out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, that's the same with everybody. Like anybody you've seen successful, you knew that you didn't know them and then you knew them. So in your mind, they weren't successful and then they were. But like a lot had to go into that. Oh, yeah. So, but people are, you know, that, that work, that overwhelms them. Yeah. I think so. Well, I'm thankful for a, I'm thankful for the slow, relatively slow growth that we have experienced over the last few years because when I look back, I've looked back so many times and I've thought, man, if, if I would have had to do some of the things that I do now and if I would have had the resources that I have now, if I would have had them all at once two or three years ago, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. It's not sustainable. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. So I think the other piece of this conversation is the fact that we have in many ways, me included, by the way, all these conversations that I have, I'm usually preaching to myself. Usually that's where these topics come from is something that, you know, I see in myself. And I think that we have really lost sight of what a tremendous gift a day is. A, a day that you get to be alive, especially if you're healthy. And especially if you have the people that you love alive and with you. Like, do can you even comprehend what a gift that is? Just that. You know, 12, 15-hour period where you're alive, you're good, you're healthy. It's a freaking tremendous gift from God just to be able to live that way for that time brush over that we just think we're owed that we just think it's going to keep going and going and going right we don't we don't we don't keep in mind that no these days these individual days are extremely limited and i think that i lose sight of that quite often it's so easy to get wrapped up to get in a mindset where you just think this is this is the way it's going to be forever no Mm -mm. anyways all uh the last thing i have to say is when we talk about living each day as an individual day and acknowledging the gift that it is, and being content with the fact that our daily needs are met. I just wanted to talk about the freedom that is found in reaching a place where you can be content with your daily needs. And I go to Scripture, Philippians chapter 4, verse 11. Paul says, I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. 
I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. What freedom that that is, man. The secret of being content. Um, man, talk about a, talk about a, that's the ultimate way to live life is to find that secret of contentment, no matter the circumstance. And where does the contentment come from? Your creator. Knowledge and relationship with your creator. Without it, I don't, I don't think it's achievable. I do think that's key, you know, talking about why people are empty when they hit those accomplishments. And I do think that is an a, a important part of it. I think there's something deep there. Um, <clears throat> while you are talking earlier, I pulled up a couple of verses uh, similar along those lines. These are in Matthew, Matthew 6. Um, right after we had talked uh, in a previous podcast about the Sermon on the Mount, we've brought that up a lot where Jesus is talking, and this is right after that um, following chapter where he talks about um, not being anxious and where your focus should be. And so verse 19 says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. So a lot of these things we're going for, our accomplishments, are temporary. They're not even going to last. Yeah. You know, that Super Bowl ring, that you know, the million dollars you have in the bank, like it's not going to last. And so don't store those things up, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And then it goes on. And at the end of that chapter, um, and then it it talks a lot about the next few verses about um, how uh, God takes care of like the sparrow takes care of all these things, the, these things that we take for granted that just magically mm-hmm. happen. <laughs> that mm-hmm. God's hand is is at work sustaining and creating. And then the final verse of that chapter says, "Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble." So I think that goes back to what you were saying at the very beginning. So, and I think that you know. What this is saying is is we need to be focused on today. We need to depend on God. Remember who he is, that he sustains us, sustains sustains, sustains this whole world. And uh, there's enough trouble today. Mm-hmm. So just stay present, stay where you are, and trust that God's with you in it. The great I am. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. He sustains uh, literally everything that has any form or life or anything. He sustains everything. Um, no, that's good stuff, Krista. And yes, we say so many times that scripture is a blueprint for human life on earth. And I think that's part of that blueprint telling you how to, um, to get the most out of these short, few short days that you have to walk around on this planet here. Well, you know, you're talking about contentment. The, a surefire way to never be content is to be selfish. And I think Blake earlier said the most important thing on this podcast, and it was kind of <laughs> glossed over. But a lot of people's goals, they live under the illusion that accomplishing this goal will make them happy. That's why they're 
that's why it's their goal because they think it'll make them happy. Well, all all of these goals are selfish. I mean, they're almost always selfish goals centered around you and centered around making you happy. And that's never going to work. Mm, yeah. That will never work. And I I've had so many goals in my life and dang dang near every single one is selfish. And if it didn't start out that way cuz you had good intentions, it becomes that. And that will that, that it is so hard to break out of that cycle, but it, if you don't, it you will never be happy. Ever. And and so many people, man, they 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 chase goals because they think it will satisfy them, they think it will make them happy. And if you keep doing that, you never will be. And you know, a lot of people then go, well, what what would I set a goal for? If it's not, you know, to try to get something out of it, to try to make me happy or whatever, then what do I even set a goal for? And the only thing else is just look outside of yourself, you know, try to help others. I mean. that That's it. That's it right there. I mean, that's where I'm at in, in my mind. Like, what? Why? why do, why do I even want to? run yeah. anymore why do i want to do whatever this bike ride whatever it it's simply I, I i can promise you this like i'm not being corny here i'm really not being corny i promise you it's to inspire others and to show other people hey you can do this like that's the only that's the only reason i'm doing it yeah and i'm not there like <clears throat> yeah I, I keep you know i keep you know, you go back in and out of the cycle of like, well, I'm going to pick this race because like I want to win it and, and it's going to be, you know, and it, but it's totally selfish. And it's like, I recognize that it is in the process and it makes the process hard. But I think it's a good thing that it's making the pro- process hard for me because I've got the wrong goal. You know, I've got the wrong intention. I've got the wrong goal. I don't. But for me, how you set a goal to help others like it can start that way, but then it becomes selfish because you have to do the thing, you know, like there win the race. Okay. Well, ultimately that becomes selfish every time for me because it just does. It's, it's natural, but I want to avoid that, but I'm telling you that is very difficult, you know, and I think it'll be difficult for anybody who tries to do that. Like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, bike 300 miles to inspire others, but it's really difficult in the process to not just get self centered with it. Yeah. And just, it's, it's so hard, man. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't have much to offer, like how you avoid that other than just continually, you you know, what's, what's really cool about, um, the YouTube and, and the videography portion of it is that really helps me keep the mindset of this coming up year the things that I want to do, the fact that we can, that we get to capture it. And for me, the things that I want to do next year are all about that because I know people are going to be able to see it and not, and not to see me, but to see it and be like, wow, that, that I want to go do something hard like that. Like I want to, 
I want to plan a mission to be better, to be better for my family, to be better for my community, to to show the people that look up to me, hey, I th- this is what you're capable of, right? And that's what's so cool about the the video stuff, man. It, and it, you know, it interests me, Chili, because like I told you, when you go to do your um, you know, if you go and you know race a hundred miles and you try to win, I'm like, hey man, we should, we should video that. And you're like, nah, we ain't videoing that. But it's like, but but it plays into. I mean, you're being honest right now. Yeah. It plays into the fact that no man, I'm here to freaking race and win because this is this is what I'm doing. Yep. Right. So. I, I don't know. Maybe a lot of listeners can't understand what I'm saying yeah. about the video stuff, but like the fact that now we have the capability of capturing this and sharing it in a very impactful way with people makes me want to do more for people. Well, it's, you know, it, it, some of that is 100% just selfishness, just not, you know, whatever want it to you know i don't want to have to deal with nothing else and just be able to focus and but a lot of it too is also i don't want that's like inviting the attention to put on you you know what i'm saying and that's a heavy burden well you can't help i don't like that you can't help the way people receive it well if people if if people receive something that you're doing to inspire them if they receive it as oh wow chili's awesome you you can't help the way they well, receive. Well, I don't it. I don't know. I don't it's interesting. I I guess I differ from you in that too of like inspiring people. I don't think I don't think that's would be my goal. Um look, man, people need to see people doing hard things. There's they are surrounded by people that all, all most people they're surrounded by others that all they want to do is drag them down. They want that that's what that's just how it people need to see people doing hard freaking crap, man. Why do you think people can't be internally inspired? Because that's not the way everyone's wired, man. That's that's just that's not everyone's gift. Hmm. Pe- people have different things that they're good at and some people need a spark. Some people need to see someone that they look up to do something great to make them want to go further. That's just not how everybody's wired. Well, I, I get it, man. If I, you're I get ex- what you're saying. And if you're externally inspired, then at some point you have to, you got to take over. That can happen. I mean, well, it's got to. That can happen. Or else it'll just flame out. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, so. So I, I have a thought that along turning the conversation a little bit, going back to the idea of getting outside yourself and not being selfish in your endeavors. Uh, it made me think about the story of Eric Little. Chili, have you heard of Eric Little? I don't okay. think so. Interesting story. Um, but he ended up running in the Olympics, but he was a missionary and, um, and there, there is a lot of tension around that. And at one point, there's a movie made up about his story called The Chariots of Fire. It's, I think it was made in the 80s. So if you watch it, it's a really good story. But like drink some espresso, watch it in the middle of the day because it's one of those movies that's kind of, you know, slow. It's really about the story. So, but very interesting story. But there's one point at which his sister, I think, named Jenny, 
confronts him um, because he's he's really fast. He's a good runner. And so there's this tension between sort of the sacred and the secular of like, you you, need, you should be a missionary. You should be serving God. And, and in, in the conversation, he says to Jenny, he says, God has made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. And so that to me is is also an example of doing something because you have this capability and you have these goals and it's not even necessarily that he had this goal, but it was put in front of him and he, and, and, and getting outside of himself, he wasn't doing it because he could inspire others or because, you know, of anything he could do for other people through it, but purely because he felt God's pleasure. And that's another way to get outside yourself and do things and accomplish things. So, you know, if Chili runs race or whatever, that, you know, he doesn't necessarily have to do it for other people, for viewers, for people watching, but he can do it because he has an awareness of God has made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. He's pleased with me for using the gifts that he's given me Wow! for, for expressing, like when I work out, I love, you know, feeling the, the strength that is in me, but it's not because I am glorying that like, oh man, I'm so strong and I'm so this, I'm so that I, you know, I work really hard, but it's like, I, I really have this sense of like, this is who God made me to be. And I feel like I'm being more of myself a little more fully Mm -hmm. when I'm, when I'm putting out like that. And so I think that that's another aspect of getting outside of ourselves too and doing things and accomplishing things or, or, or going for goals that isn't a selfish mindset. I like posture. that. So, I like yeah. that. Yep. Well, man, there was a lot packed into this podcast. I appreciate you, Chili. Appreciate you, Krista. Blake. Chili said you said the most important thing on the podcast, so I'll tell you, I appreciate you too. <laughs> Thanks, Chili. Has anybody ever noticed how long and skinny Chili's fingers are? And his toes. You've Look known at his me. fingers. You've known me. Did you me. play the piano growing up? Did you have to take piano lessons? I didn't, but I could see Chili at like a hole in the wall in New Orleans uh-huh. playing the we piano like that guy. Yeah, it's He's known me this long, and he just now says that. That's one of my defining characteristics. <laughs> Look like a father would know his son a little better than that. Yeah, that's that was my nickname in high school. I don't see Chili a lot of times. I don't see him as a physical being. I oh, just see fingers. his spirit. Yeah, just like you don't see an individual, you see the team. Yeah. So you don't have to keep up. <laughs> yeah, I just see his spirit. Yep. <sighs> well, all right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to support the podcast, join us on Patreon. Three Sundays a month, we do Resurrected over there. And um, I just ordered me a new GoPro, so I'm going to start posting a little bit of cool stuff on there for you guys. I got me a GoPro 10, Chili. <laughs> Man, that joker's nice, son. New GoPro, huh? You know how to use it? No, I hadn't came in yet. Oh. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And uh, share the episode with somebody that you think would get something out of it. We'd really appreciate it. We love you guys. Talk soon. Enough said.